This is the Hop Podcast. And then as soon as we're exiting like the last corner, yeah. the lure goes through like a rough wet patch. That's really rough and like fucking wobbles as soon as he's like ducky. Yeah. It's like lure gonna go down, what's gonna happen? Welcome to episode one of the Hop Podcast. My name is James Hopkin. You might know me of some of my other projects, Hopkins Skate, Hopkins Racing, The Hop Shop, or ASRA, the Australian Skateboard Racing Association. We've been putting on grassroots and World Cup events in Australia for 10 years. That includes Newtons. We've done a World Championship event on Newtons in 2009. We've done two World Cups in Wollongong at Mount Kira. And I've also done a project called Skate Horde with Jackson Shapira. And they're just all my side hustles, my side skate hustles. And this is another one, the Hop Podcast. But I don't know what direction this is going to go. I haven't fully planned it out. I, my main business is in computers. I have a computer business called IMS Memory. We operate in Australia. I also have an online business called upgradable.com.au and upgradable.co.nz. They're two uh, computer peripheral businesses run out of Australia and New Zealand. So I have a lot of business experience, event experience. And this podcast, it could go in any direction. And I'm not going to limit it to anything, but what has spurred me to get this project going again is I had a phone call from Evren on Friday. You might remember him. He was the 2009 Junior World Cup champion and he rode for Sector 9 and you know, and we were talking about skate projects and skate hustle and trying to earn a living doing skate things or at least get busy doing skate stuff and one of the things I sort of recommended to him, motivating him to do something, was just don't be precious. Just do it. You need to do something. You need to do something regularly. And you need to stop procrastinating and wondering if it's going to be good enough. Just put it out there. And of course, you look at your own life and all the projects I have lined up, and a lot of them, they're just not good enough. I don't know, maybe I'm a perfectionist or maybe I just are worried that it might reflect poorly on me or something. I don't know. But anyway, I'm changing that and we're going to get the Hop Podcast going. I know a lot of you out there I've asked about whether you wanted to uh, work on this podcast with me or be interviewed. I've got a few laughs, a few weird looks. So I'm starting it. I'm going to get cracking. So... I don't know the full direction of it. That's why it's the Hop Podcast. My name is Hop. Well, in the skateboard world, because I have uh, two main businesses in skate and in computers, I separate who I know in those businesses by what I'm known as. So in the computer business, I'm James Hopkin. And in the skate world, I'm known as Hop. And the reason I do that is when I meet someone and they say, Hey, Hop, how are you going? I know immediately that they're a skater 
we're talking Skype, but if someone says, oh, Mr. Hopkin, I know it's probably going to be someone in the computer side, but having said that, guaranteed everyone at Newton's this year will probably call me Mr. Hopkin. Don't do that. My name is Hop. Okay. So, I mean, I, I, I do have a general direction of where I want to take this, and that is, you know, downhill. It's a bit of a passion of mine. I love downhill. Ever since Bugs and Haggy got me involved in skateboard racing, I've been hooked. It's just something I really enjoy. And I know there's many different types of skateboarding. Downhill. I just love it, the racing side. So I think this podcast is going to be more about documenting the type of skateboarding I like. Basically, that's probably going to be a lot of downhill. And I suppose interviewing the people I meet, the interesting people I meet, whether they be brands, entrepreneurs, sports, races, competitors, and it's not just the top downhill guys in the world. You know, I meet a lot of interesting people like Crunchy from New Zealand who makes amazing videos and gets huge amounts of likes and views of his downhill longboarding videos. So that, I think, is going to be the direction. So I sort of came up with this idea a couple of years ago, and that was leading into the Mount Kira Challenge in 2016. That was a World Cup event. And, you know, I did a lot of organising around that. And I, I took a bit of time off because it was literally me grinding through and getting it through council and doing stuff. And I just thought, you know... I'm going to have all these competitors in the one place at the one time. I'd really like to interview or document meeting them and their stories. Now, it never really happened, but as luck would have it, at 3 a.m. we're all sitting around the big bonfire and Max Ballesteros turns up. He'd just won the race you know, a few hours earlier. Not a few, probably about nine hours earlier. And... We just started talking. I quickly got out my iPhone and recorded the conversation. And we just, we went through everything. I don't know if Max knew he was being recorded. He probably didn't. But I did get, like, permission to use that information in that blog post. If you haven't seen it, uh, look it up on the Hopkins Skate blog. It's an enormous blog. It must be, like, 5,000 words. But the beginning and of that interview, Max describes how the final of that World Cup race went down that afternoon. You know, from his perspective, what he was feeling, how where he was at the start, who he was chasing, who he was looking out for, and the drama that just happened, you know, in that race that only the competitors knew about. You know, them all hitting the pothole in the final corner, things like that. It was just amazing. You can hear the, the excitement of everyone that was listening to Max tell that story. And we're now going to cut that part of the interview in right here. So listen up. This is Max describing how the final of the 2016 Mount Kira Challenge went down. You'll love this. I want to hear Max tell us the race 
Starting, starting, yeah, starting off the push off, the push off, the final, yeah, yeah, the final. Like who, who won the push off? Uh, so when you were headed from the beginning. All right, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did Delua push off? Who, who made the first corner? Well, the start line was like Delua on the right. Uh, I was on the far right. Delua was in the middle, right, and then Jacko, no, Bass and Jacko far left. Delua pushes out front, and then I'm belling with Bast. And then we're like side by side, and the Lewis fucking like already a couple meters in front, just really? fucking blasting, you know. I was like, all right, fuck. Now I'm like, maybe second, maybe third, but I don't know. Bass is right here, so Bass had the inside on the first left where we tucked through. So I just like kind of like, all right, let Bass go, and then like start drafting him. So he takes second, I'm third, Jacko behind me. I don't look back, so I don't know how far Jacko is. So I'm like, all right, I gotta like make a pass on Bass soon so I can like catch up to the Lua and not let him like go away. So I'm, I'm like drafting Bass for like two corners and then on that second right, I come up on his inside on the accident and make a pass Just to the straightaway. Yeah. No, before that other like right sweeper. So make a pass on him, like had a really good line on the, on the right sweeper. Yeah. And uh, then I'm starting to see the Lua. Like the Lua is still like quite a bit in front, maybe five to six meters. Wow, okay. And then I was like, all right, so started tucking hard and like making room, <laughs> making room. On the scout's left, I like had a really good line and that that's when I started like catching up to the Lua. I was like, all right, so making some ground. And then the Lua starts looking behind and then he's like, oh fuck, <laughs> Max is coming on me. And then, as soon as we got into this mood section, I was like on his ass, like getting his draft. And then he looks back again, he's like, right? And I was like, perfect. Like, I have like his draft now. I can like reel some corners and probably make a pass here. So, like, what's the name of that main corner? The, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the crowd the, corner. The, yeah, the crowd corner, yeah. I'm like, basement bend. <laughs> less than a meter away from him, like, pop up, air break. Yeah dig in because I didn't want to like get sketchy right there you know yeah. just gonna follow him and try to pass him like in the finish so get in his air bubble again start drafting through the right left and then as soon as we're exiting like the last corner yeah the Lua goes through like a rough patch that's really rough and like fucking wobbles as soon as he's like tucking <laughs> And yeah. I was like, shit, is the Lua gonna go down? What's gonna happen? So it just like <laughs> popped to his left. I was like, I wobbled a little because I kind of was following his line. So I got the same, same, the same rough, rough patch. Rough yeah. patch, yeah. So it just started like tucking next to him. And then I'm like, fuck, I don't know if I have enough speed. You know, because I barely like drafted him and like out of the corner. Yeah. And I wobbled too. So I was like, fuck. So just like started tucking the hardest as I could. And we're like just drag racing side by side, and then all of a sudden I like I got some speed. I don't know what it was. I like boosted a little ahead of him, and I was like, "Sick! <laughs> like, yeah, I got this!" And I'm like getting close to the line, and then I see Jacko popping like, <laughs> I was like "Fuck!" And then like fucking like maybe ten meters before the line, I kind of thought I was closer, and then I like tried sending my board forward and like so I kind of flared so I did like broke my tuck a little yeah and then it was like one two seconds to the finish line just like pop my my wheels forward uh, all right to get I, that extra lean there and like make sure I had the first but like I didn't know who won I was like 
nobody have a did. good chance. I was like, <laughs> I might have won, but like, I don't want to call it and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. not be the winner. Yeah, have yeah. you seen the photo so of like, the finish I don't line? Know. Have you seen the photo of yeah, the finish line? It's crazy. All right, I have a question for you. Why are you coming down? Like, you got your eyes on Delua, so you you want first. At any stage, do you look behind to see how close anyone else is, or is yeah. it just a focus on? I was just focusing on getting the Lua. Yeah. At that point, as soon as I passed Bass, my main goal was like, just fucking go as fast as I can and catch up to the Lua. Yeah. I didn't even look back. Draw? Huh? Were you worried about a double draw? At the end? Yeah. At that. Maybe, but it didn't cross my mind at that time. I was like, I'm just gonna like fucking take the hardest I can and try to pass the Lua. I knew maybe the guys were gonna be there, but like, the Lua was so fast. He was yeah. like faster than anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, no one could catch him this weekend. And yeah, I was yeah. like, if I can catch him, most likely no one is gonna be like that close. And like, surprisingly, Jekyll was right there. Yeah. But I wasn't expecting. When you come across the finish line, like, did you hear the crowd or anything? When, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, everyone was like, holy shit. <laughs> no, I just want to know and when then, like, we're like... all clapping, Jack was screaming, and I was like, holy <laughs> shit, what's happening, man? That was fucking hectic. Okay, that's the end of the Max interview. And then it took me a year to do another episode, and that was with Emily Prost at Newton's this year, 2017. And we sat down, and why I wanted to talk to Emily was, I mean, she's an extraordinary athlete. I mean, she's a woman competing in a man's world. I know she competes, you know, within the women's division, but she loves the Opens, and that is where she gets challenged. And when you listen to this interview with Emily, you'll understand a little bit of what makes her tick. But why I think Emily is an important person in downhill is downhill is split into two camps. There are two types of athletes. There's the big athlete. That is the Delua, the um, Jackson Shapira, you know, the just the big units going downhill very fast. They get the momentum, you know, they get their tuck right. And they're like cannonballs going down hills. Unless you can jump into their, their slipstream, they, they're very hard to beat. And, you know, you let them get away from you and you can't jump into that slipstream, they're gone. You know what I mean? And that's the advantage of a, of a big athlete in downhill is you get that momentum, you get that top speed. And a lot of these events are just flat-out sprints to the finish line, you know, the biggest unit wins. And I know that's not always the case, but, you know, there are two athletes within downhill. One is the big unit and one is the small unit. And, you know, the little guys, they, uh, they play catch-up. But Emily is one of those athletes. She is not a big unit. She is a small skater that is competing and beating a lot of the men on the hill. So how is she doing it? You'll see how unique her training is, her diet, and what she does. And, you know, I've spent a lot of time around downhill 
competitors. So, um, you know, there's a lot of thoughts. I won't go into them here of why I think one athlete is better than another athlete in downhill. It's not always got to do with luck. Emily has that essence, and that is that constant drive to improve. I've seen it on every good, every winning downhill athlete is they analyse what they do, they learn from their mistakes, and then they don't give up. Anyway, so that's episode two. And I'm launching this uh, podcast with episodes one, two, and three. I might have four, but we'll definitely have three. So I have Emily Prost, episode two. The third episode is Jeremy Bogan. Yes, that's his name. He's an Australian living in Singapore, and he is the head shred of Jed Boards. And Jed Boards is an electric skateboard manufacturer, but no electric, just no ordinary one. I've met, known Jeremy for, you know, more than a year. And every time he comes to Australia, he drops in at the hop shop and he brings me a new prototype of the Jed board. And I have, I'm lucky enough to have a seven, is it seven? Seven story car park here, underground car park, which is fun to skate. And we rip around on his jet board and he shows me the changes, what he's been doing, where the production is. And Jeremy is an extraordinary guy. He really is. And we'll go, I, I dive deep into, you know, he's was pretty much at a final skateboard. It was going into production. It is in production now. Check him out at Jed Boards. He's pretty big on Instagram. And Jeremy basically built the ultimate, you know, the ultimate electric skateboard. And if you're into skateboarding, if you're into skateboarding, longboarding, scootering, whatever you're into, you should have your eye on an electric skateboard because it's a game changer. It really is. I mean, it's transport of the future. And it, this particular board that he's built, he has spared, he has designed everything around it. Uh, it's quite incredible. And we go into that. Basically, I hold one of the Jed boards and we just go through all the parts and Jeremy just talks shop, you know. And uh, pretty much Jeremy let it all be in the podcast, you know. So there's no secrets. That's a pretty good, uh, that's a pretty good episode. So, you know, watch out for that one. Okay, the episode four, the one that I'm planning right now, is my top ten Newtons moments. So Newtons started 2008. Next year is going to be the 10-year anniversary, 10 years since the first one. It's been a, an amazing journey with Newtons. Uh, I've been involved in all of them. And I pretty much did my top ten moments from an organiser's point of view. So... There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that I'll talk about in that episode, what makes Newton special, um, some of the people that have made it special, just some of the moments that I've had on that mountain, you know, the, the extraordinary feats of speed and bravery on that mountain. And I'll get into that in that episode four. I don't know if I'm going to launch with that one. I hope I am. And that's it. 
that's it for uh, this first episode. That's what the podcast is going to be about. And hopefully I can start getting these episodes done pretty quickly, edited and online. And, you know, the quicker I can do it, the more I'll put up. I, I want to put up one a week. So once a, once a week, there's an amazing quality either, you know, podcast by myself, but probably an interview from someone in the sport. Either they be everyone involved in downhill skateboarding. And if you want to be on the podcast, hit me up on my website. It's got my email address, hopkin.com.au. And if you've got some feedback, you've got some suggestions, who I should uh, interview, please, feedback. I love it. And please subscribe because, you know, if we start getting subscribers and we start getting a lot of people downloading and listening to the podcast, it's just motivating. It means that I know you guys are enjoying it, which means it will just encourage me to do more of it. And that's what it's all about. You know, no one likes to be just talking to themselves. So subscribe. That's important. And I'll see you on the next uh, episode. Hop out.